0: Have you ever been so burdened by something that you felt its heaviness weighing literally on your shoulders as you walk throughout the day? Maybe you even find yourself like this right now. Then lean in. You and I have a lot to learn from this mom in the Bible today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast, wherever you find yourself today multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone i'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to jesus i'm your host mallory allen thanks so much for joining us today i say us because i have with me my friend emily cook this is our third devotional on a mom from the bible but the very first time I've had a co-host in this series. So welcome, Emily. Thanks for inviting me. Emily is a wife and a mom of three. She's an elementary art teacher, and she is a writer. She's written a devotional called Longing for His Appearing, Words for Watching and Waiting, which I will let her share more about later and how you can find that resource from her. But for now, let's jump in learning more about our mom of the Bible today. We're going to be talking about Hannah. And I have to say, when I first talked to you, Emily, about coming on the podcast, you were in the middle of studying Hannah. Isn't that right? Yes,
1: I have been so inspired as a mom by her story. I love how she gave her cares to the Lord and trusted him to work it all out. And as she did, she dedicated the answer to her prayer back to him. Her story is such a faith builder.
0: There are so many things, really. Some are more obvious, like Hannah's great desire for wanting to be a mom, but she had some trouble along the way. She also had a lot of family drama because her husband, Elkna, had another wife. Let's just call her Penny for short. That was Emily's idea. That's easier to say. She was having kids left and right, and she was not being very nice to Hannah about it. That is putting it lightly. There are a lot of immediate things that we pick up on in the story of Hannah, but today, let's dive below the surface in the life of Hannah. What was it about her specifically that really stands out that you and I can point to and say, I want to be more like her?
1: I think um, Hannah was just truly a woman of prayer, which set her apart, Um, especially in that day that she lived where their nation was just crumbling and far from God. Um, She gave her burdens about wanting a child to the Lord, and um, she didn't just run to her husband or her best friend or even the priest. She gave her burdens to God. And um, a true devotion to the Lord in this time was very rare, kind of like it is today. Many people were going to the temple out of routine. Some of them were treating kind of like some treat church today, going as a tradition or for social reasons.
0: People weren't serious about faith. True devotion to the Lord was so uncommon in Hannah's day. And really, it it still is in our day today as well. It was so rare, in fact, that in 1 Samuel, Eli, the priest, assumes that Hannah had had too much fun visiting and feasting with her friends, and now she was drunk when she was actually praying But Hannah was quick to defend herself to Eli the priest. In first Samuel one fifteen she says, I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. I think when Hannah said this to Eli (laughs) that he was probably shocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. In a good way, of course. To see a woman like Hannah that was so devoted to the Lord. It says in that verse that she was pouring out her soul from what weighed so heavily on her heart, as we talked about earlier, of her wanting to have a child. She wasn't relying on her friends. She wasn't relying on her husband or even the priest. She was taking all of her burdens, all of her wants, her cares, her desires straight to the Lord. Emily, I know that I'm guilty of this. That I go looking in all the wrong places to tell people what's heavy on my heart. I want to call my mom, I want to tell my husband. Tell my friends before I go to the Lord. Right. Do you do this as well? I do.
1: And um, I really just think, too, like I just internalize things a lot. And instead of um, pouring um, out in prayer like Hannah did or um, just asking God for help, I kind of just kind of think on things a lot sometimes and internalize that. And I turn to fear and worrying about everything instead of having faith. Um, So I love how Hannah arrived at the temple and she was fasting from from eating and then she was grieving so much and she was just sick almost, uh, physically sick. But then once she prayed and gave her burden to the Lord, she's full of peace and leaves hungry and full of hope. And I just think that's such a picture of faith and just uh, for us to, to, to be inspired by. And we can learn so much from her in our own life of how, you know, you give something to God and you don't take it right back and worry about it again.
0: Yes, for sure. I definitely want to be more like Hannah in that way. I can just think
1: of a a situation where maybe I went to a friend first and and kind of leaned more on my flesh and my own understanding than uh, trusting God, and it just kind of made things all muddy. But just as a first-time mom, you don't realize that kids go through certain stages and trials sometimes earlier in their life, maybe earlier than you expect. And we had a situation when one of my children was in second grade and it was about sports and they were just kind of in the middle of a little sports drama. And um, I remember calling my friend just to vent and I ended up feeling guilty about venting instead of just praying and waiting on the Lord in that. And now looking back on it, it's God used that situation to get... Uh, this child in the right place where they need to be now, you know, but when you're in the middle of something, you can't often um, see that. So I think um, basically our mama bear instinct sometimes kicks in and we want to, you know, turn to venting instead of
0: praying and seeking God. Yeah, like taking control. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Another thing that I really want to unpack about Hannah today is how she kept her promises. She was a woman of her word. I think that that is definitely a rarity today. Of course, you and I know that prayer is not a barter with God. We can't make deals with him. We've always been taught that. But in Hannah's distress, we see in her prayer to the Lord that she asked God not to forget her, but to give her a son, to give her what would be Samuel one day, and that she would give him back to the Lord to serve with the priest Eli. And as we read on in the story, in 1 Samuel one twenty one through 28, we find that God did honor Hannah's prayers. Mm-hmm. He did give her a son, and she did name him Samuel. And now we have to imagine this, Emily. You're a mom. You've been praying for this for so long, and you finally get what you longed for, what you've prayed for, and then you know that you'll have to give him up. How would that feel? Right. It
1: would feel horrible. You would be so, you know, probably sad to have to— give up this child you prayed for Um, I don't even like to think about my kids starting high school or going off to college and Hannah had to give up Samuel as a toddler cannot imagine but she knew she had to keep her word but it would have been so hard to give up this little boy she'd prayed so hard for Um, I do think it is so special, though, that she took him back to the temple, which is the exact place where she first asked the Lord for him. But it's easy to think, poor Hannah, I could not do that. But really, it was Hannah's promise to dedicate Samuel back to the Lord. And she was simply keeping that promise. Um, God gave her that strength to do his will. And I think that's what we have to remember when God calls us to things. He's always going to give us the strength to to go through with it. Yeah, that's so true.
0: God is a promise keeper. We always say that. You hear that in songs. But we have to also keep our promises. And I think that's something that we can learn from Hannah. And so, so true. we call God the way maker. We call him the promise keeper. I'm thinking of like those
1: the like, spray really popular <laughs> praise
0: songs, right? Yes. But when he makes a way for you and I, when he keeps his promises, when he blesses us, when he gives us that answer— He expects us to keep our promises, too, Right. back to him, Right. to be women of our word. Hannah knew this. She entered into motherhood prepared to do what all of us must eventually do. That's right. So, Emily, you have kids now in elementary and middle school. So you have a couple that are ahead of mine, a little stage ahead of mine. And I know that every stage of parenting that I've experienced thus far is different. Yes. I feel like the more that we do have to let them go with each stage we have to pray more and more and I know that this has been on your heart so will you share with us a little bit more about like what you've been learning in this process sure sure I think as Hannah knew her time was short with Samuel it's kind of that same
1: feeling we know when you have a newborn and you have that feeling of this time is going by so fast and you want to do everything just right Um, I I believe that Hannah kept praying for Samuel and I think that's the heart of a mother is to just pray your kids through their, um, their childhood and their adolescence I've realized this with my own kids, that it's never too early to teach and train your children to know God and to be devoted to Him, and it's never too early to pray big prayers over their lives and trust that God is working in their lives even when you're not present there with them. Um, Just as Hannah had to kind of let go of Samuel, God was still working in his life. Uh, Hannah's vision and prayer for Samuel was fulfilled as we see him following God in prayer and listening to his voice and becoming the leader that led his nation back to the Lord. And uh, we as moms in this generation are raising up um, a generation that can either bring us closer to the Lord or further away from him. And we must take that promise as Christian parents seriously, like Hannah did. And we got to pray. As my kids get older, I realize this and uh, more and more our prayers go with our children, even when we aren't present. Um, Technology is something that has made me fearful over the years. Just it's ever-changing, and it's overwhelming to keep up with. And it's hard to let go of those reins of not just overseeing that all the time. Um, Yet what I've noticed is when we've given our kids devices within limits, and they've shown us character in the way they reject certain things in our culture. um, It may be a commercial or something that comes up in a show. One of my kids just saw something recently and um, cut the TV off said, uh-uh, not happening, you know. So they're, they're taking in everything you're teaching them, and God's working in their hearts, too. So they have that inward conscience, too, yeah. um, as we give them some freedom within the boundaries and don't shelter them completely. We allow what we've taught them, and especially the Holy Spirit, to work in their lives and to guide them instead of allowing our fears to hinder them or hold them back. So this gives them more confidence to make right choices in the future. And when they do make a mistake, they're still looking to us as parents to show them how to handle things better next time. So it's a little easier to let go when you see them kind of making good choices. Um, He has also called me as a mom not to fear the world my children are growing up in, but to know that his will supersedes it all. Something that I've really, really learned um, over time as just reading through the the Word is that our prayers are eternal, and they go beyond us. Um, Even when we're gone, our prayers will go with our children. The seeds we plant for the Lord in our kids' lives will bear fruit in time, and we'll make mistakes as moms, and our kids obviously won't be perfect. But in all those times, there are
0: opportunities to point them back to God and His Word. You know, as long as we're on our knees praying through all those things, this is how we can keep our promise to the Lord— by continuing to point them back to Jesus. And that's how we keep our word. So after all this, what is our takeaway for today about Hannah? Hannah was, once again, like I said in the beginning, she was a prayer warrior and she was a promise keeper. So how can you and I do a better job with these two things? I'll share about the prayer, and then I'm going to let Emily share about the promises. So praying over our children, my first thought is bringing our children to the Lord needs to be our first thought. My second thought is every day we know that it's not going to be perfect. Something's going to go wrong. Trials will happen, it says in the Bible. I know that when things are hard, when things are hard in my own life, I tend to go to God more because that will drive you to prayer. But something that I really want to focus on is even when things are not— Like, going badly. Right. It's just, it's a normal day. That's right. We still need to be praying in the good times and the hard times. Mm -hmm. All right? And then you're going to share about the... Promises. Okay. Um,
1: Yes, and I think the second thing is keeping our promises, uh, being a woman of our word and doing what we say we will do. Uh, If we're asking God for something, we need to keep up our end of the deal when He makes the way. I think about when we dedicate our babies to the Lord at church. You know, a lot of times you're thinking, or at least I was at the time, you know, surviving those newborn years, surviving those baby years, surviving those toddler years in pre K, but then, you know, life keeps going and you're still, you've dedicated them as a baby, but you're dedicating them for their life. And it's our yes. job to keep that promise. It's not just a photo op. Um, and we have <laughs> cute dress and the smocked outfits, you know, yes. we have to keep that promise. And sometimes it gets hard when they get maybe a little bit backtalky. And, <laughs> you know, they want to test us and, and try us. But, you know, we still have to Stay faithful to keep pointing them back to God. Um, So that's one thing. And then being thankful when he answers our our prayers and knowing no day is too busy or too crazy to stop and thank God for all the blessings we have. No matter how hard the day is, there's always something to be
0: thankful for. We are teaching them as they grow to love the Lord, and to live for him. That's our ultimate goal. That's right. That's our thats, <laughs> that's our, our mission, mission, if we so choose to accept it. <laughs> yes. And I just want to thank you, Emily, for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun. And I told y'all in the beginning that Emily has a resource that she's written, and I want her to get to tell y'all about that today.
1: Yes, I have written a devotional workbook and prayer guide, and it's called Longing for His Appearing Words for Watching and Waiting. Um, just through the times we're living in that are kind of strange, um, I've just searched the word and um, found some things that encourage me during these times. And it's the prayer guide part, just lines up with the Hannah story, just taking specific prayers to God in different categories in our lives. So it breaks it down to where um, you can pray for different areas of your life and write those things down, like you said, to document um, how God is answering those things. Um, So you can find that at my website, emilypaytoncook.com. That is emilypaytoncook.com or Amazon. And please be sure to follow me on Instagram
0: for more to come. And that's also at emilypaytoncook. And I'll be sure to include all of that information about your website and the name of your devotional and your Instagram handle and all those things. I hope that you have been challenged by our study on Hannah today. And for more Moms of the Bible podcast and other resources and topics, please follow us on Instagram at faithful31moms. If you don't already, and if you have been encouraged by this podcast, I wanna ask you a favor. Would you share it on your Instagram story? Be sure and tag me at faithful31moms and then I'll share your story too. I love meeting new friends, so I would love for you to do that. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have a blessed day.